is a hothead, okay? I think he was a good Republican as Republicans go. That old back-in-the-day Republican where you just... It wasn't filtered with all of the craziness, what they're doing now. So that's where we had our first conversation. And the first time I sort of discovered that, hmm, you probably don't like Obama because he's black and you are, you don't even freaking know it. I saw a little deer when I was driving around trying to find this into the cul-de-sac parking lot. And he was so chill. He was just sitting mm-hmm. there and we just sort of looked at each other and had a moment. Mm. Yeah, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Did, did he say anything? Um, no, he's mm. just like, hey, okay. hey, I see you. I see you, too. <laughs> and that you. was our moment. <laughs> I see you, Denise Oliver. <laughs> that was our moment. Welcome to Conversation for Adults. Okay. So, uh, what? yeah, you've been away from... I, how do we know each other? Tell, tell people how we know each other. Well, I think it was like in the early 90s, I had Jimmy in one of my classes. You don't, you don't, you don't have to talk to them like that. You can just talk to me. I mean, oh, you want to talk to Oh, yeah. talk to you. Okay, yeah. so I had you in one of my classes. Yeah. And uh, what, what class was it? Actually, it was English 0990. That's correct. It was, it was a remedial mm. English class. It was a remedial English class. And what kind of student was I? Um, I would say he was a B plus, you were a B plus student because you would never deal with those run ons. Okay. Mm. But the content was there. That's why I really like teaching. That's really why I like teaching it. See, because mm. especially the Metro campus, it mm. always got a bad rap because mm. the students didn't know anything, but you know, and that their grammar was bad. But as an English teacher, I always found with teaching that population of students that they had some grit and some experience and it showed through in their work. And all I was there to do was to just, okay, let's put it in the right format. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, Mm -hmm. Very, very good students there. Mm -hmm. That was one of my best teaching experiences. Do you have a specific remembrance from when you were a teacher of mine, like a moment where you're like, okay, you know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Jimmy, do something about these run-ons. You always thought they were irrelevant. That was like an irrelevant. It seemed as if you thought they were a relevant piece. Beautiful piece of writing. And then every other sentence was a few sentences or a run-on. And um, I liked you. I thought you were going someplace. Mm. I really did think you were going someplace. And it was very weird because we were very close in age. Like when I started teaching, you know, I was like 23. Mm. And it was weird getting um, students that were like my age or older. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I thought you were a cool person. Mm-hmm. Cool person. And we didn't have any fights or anything. No, I don't recall us mm-hmm. having any fights when you were a student. I We had fights later when we became like a friend and colleague. <laughs> Is that right? Is that... I don't think we had any fights no, no, then we either. Haven't. No, we haven't. No, we actually have not had any fights. Yeah. No, I, I don't I don't fight with people. I mean, unless I'm fighting with people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't I don't fight with people. No, I don't feel like we had any fights. Um mm-hmm. 
But I, discussions. What kind of discussions did we oh, have? Oh, my, my favorite discussion is when you said that I read stuff that was parchment. Because, I, you know, my fascination with the uh, 18th century British literature and those like really thick, fat books. Yeah. Um, but that was my fascination. Mm-hmm. You know, are you still fascinated with British literature? Not particularly. It's still a part of me, mm-hmm. you know, um, but no, because I've pretty much read mostly all of it. Mm-hmm. Not all of it. I don't want to say that, but mm-hmm. I've read quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. And um, in my travels, I have discovered more, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. stuff that I needed to delve into and read. Is, is it OK? I don't know if it's OK. I don't know if I should mention this. We'll, we'll get to that. Actually, we're, we're going to get to the thing I'm not sure I can mention. But we've known each other for. Wow. If it was. I, yeah, uh, since, since long, I mean, my, since I mean, uh, my son's eighteen. So. Let's mention thirty years. 30, 30? No, no, we we didn't meet when I was 19. I'm sorry. It's almost 30 years because uh, if I was teaching at Tracy at around the age of 23, it's about 25. It's about 20 odd years. Yeah. I actually haven't set eyes on you uh, since um, I saw you at at the the Starbucks. But uh, before that, I haven't seen you uh, in a number of years. And I... I, you reached out to me uh, via the, the LinkedIn, which I'm I don't fuck with LinkedIn like that. I don't even know what you know what they have those and, things in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think at that time I mentioned that at, at the time you reached out, literally like in the middle of you reaching out, I believe uh, my wife uh, was at the apex of her illness. And uh, yeah, and it was a bad scene. Um, yeah, it's I'm sorry. Yeah, about cancer that. sucks. Cancer is the worst. But I digress. You're from Cleveland, yes? Mm. Where? Oh, I'm I'm from 117th off a of Union in between um, Benham and Craven. That's where I grew up. That's a tough neighborhood. Well, it was tough. Mm. It was tough. Uh, yeah, it was pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, was it a nuclear family? It was like just you, Mama, and. No, it was an extended family because my parents were divorced when I was like two because mm-hmm. I was born in Warren. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom moved back to Cleveland and, and, and that area was not rough when they moved into it. It was definitely an ethnic area. So I remember Salvatore's, the grocery store owned by the Italian guy on 116, and he's the butcher. So when we would go to the store, he would stand outside in his little butcher um, apron and give the kids suckers. There were still lots of Jews and Italians and blacks living in the neighborhood. And then um, my family didn't leave there mm-hmm. as the as the uh, neighborhood began to transition. Um, it's funny you bring that up because um, no one ever wants to believe that's where I came from. Mm-hmm. So even with my daughter, I'm like, I'm taking you back so you know where you came from. You know, <laughs> so, why yeah. don't people want to believe that that's where you came? They from? They can't believe it. I mean, what do, what do you mean? That black authenticity piece, okay? What is black authenticity? I don't even explain, know. Explain I don't it to even, me as if I wasn't black. I don't even know what it is, but there are certain things about me, things that I like, like that British lit stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, my my forays, not, I'm not even going to call them forays, into the metaphysics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a very, you know, I think a small way of looking at blackness because blackness is just multifaceted. Mm-hmm. You know, I am black, but I happen to have interest in all of this stuff in quite a few things. I, I think when people talk about black authenticity, what they mean is what they view as our as the, the median shared experience, which in the minds of a lot of black people is poverty. You know, in poverty is, is, is the median black experience. So so if you've been poor, then you've kept it real. And if you're still poor, you're keeping it real. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I, you know, I can keep it real when I need to keep it real. But, you know, uh, wait, wait, what yeah. is it? What, no, listen, what listen, is like I'm, keeping I'm, it real? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, I'm sorry. It's relatives. I mean, I mean, what do they mean? And, and, and first of all, what do they mean? Full stop. And then you talk about your authentic black experience, your your authentic black experience off of um off of uh, union. OK, I'll talk about it because. um. There was, there was, uh, I guess I really didn't know, notice a lot because um, I had that ex- wonderful extended black family with uncles and cousins. Mm-hmm. I, uh, even though my mother raised me, you know, as a single mom, it's like grownups were around me all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got exposed to all kinds. It was, it, I got exposed to all kinds of art, all kinds of music, you know, the whole nine yards. It was what was going on the outside. And, you know, I guess to put it nicely in a more Don't spiritual. Nice. Yeah. Nice OK. Um, nicely is like I'm not even going to put it nicely, but in my understanding, I see that these people were not vibrating at the level that my family was vibrating at. And these, these motherfuckers was ignorant. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Thumbs up on that. And so as as things began to progress in the neighborhood, I grew up in the neighborhood. Um, I went to Mount Pleasant for a little while until my mother put me in a Catholic school. But where I really began to see the shift in my notice, the shift in my consciousness and those those people that were around me, Mm -hmm. I began to see that. I couldn't be around them because when you are vibrating at a higher level than other people, okay, you repel them. For some reason, they don't like you because they want to bring you into that same consciousness as them. So when I was going the case, it was sort of like um, I'd have to take the bus. And I remember one particular thing on um, walking home and I had on my little cool duck boots, had my little swatch leather backpack. I was all cased out, you know, very preppy. And there were these chicks when I was walking from the bus stop and they tried to egg me into a fight. Okay, they started saying things about what I had on Mm. and and calling me names. Mm. And it took every ounce of self-control to walk back walk past that and ignore it. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like I always knew that when people behave that way, that I should feel sorry for them and try to help them. Okay. Because they really are feeling bad about themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So there, there was that. I remember one night I was, um, I went out on the porch to smoke and I was working on a paper and, um, you know, deep into the night. And I saw 
a person shot, okay? Uh, He got up, but I saw this unfold. And it wasn't until years being going to California was wonderful. They pull out everything about how you could possibly have been traumatized, but that never went away from me. And the next morning I got up, I'm like, maybe that wasn't even true what I saw. And I walked past there and there was the blood on the ground. And I'm like, that shit really did happen. And then one night I saw these kids, teenagers, um, abusing a cat. Now that, that, you know, I got an affinity towards cats. I really do. And that just hurt my soul. I mean, when I think about it now, I can like cry about that because it was like no reason to be so unkind. What were they doing to the cat? They picked the cat up and slammed him on the ground and stepped on him and just all that shit. And I was too frightened to go out and say, you know, y'all need to stop this shit. Now I can, because I worked with some really rough kids in Oakland and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. "Uh uh-uh. No, you ain't ain't doing that. Mm. That's not who you are. Mm. You know, they've forgotten who we really are as a people. Tell me about the incident that led you to the place where you'd become this this Nisi Oliver that we know and love. Well, there was two. There was one in the fourth grade. It was Miss Huntley, my fourth grade teacher. And this is when Cleveland was going through all that busing stuff. And my mother was like, my child is not going over there with them white people on the bus. Mm. So um, she kept sending me to school. Okay. Um, because a lot of black people didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. It was something. So um, I turned. it turned out that I was the only kid in the classroom that day. Everybody else had kept their kids home. Mm-hmm. And there was just me and Miss Huntley, okay? And she was this short woman. She always smoked more cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And she was so cool. She was just like... Okay, let me show you how to make snowflakes. Mm -hmm. And we made in that silence. We just she showed me how to make snowflakes today. No, Miss Huntley, she's black. She is black. Um, And that's that's another thing Mm -hmm. is that I was blessed with having black teachers, Mm -hmm. and um, that's something that I do to this day. Okay, Mm -hmm. so. Part of me who understands what my blackness is and how important it is to uh, to be intelligent, to be academic, to go beyond just to go beyond because mm-hmm. you can and you should. Mm-hmm. I think it was Miss Huntley mm-hmm. and Miss Hoover. Those are my my black teachers. And then I moved on. And the next one was. Um, the next one that had an impact on me in a very negative way mm. was my 10th grade English teacher, Miss mm. Andriano. I loved her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved her. She taught me all about the Latin and Greek roots, mm-hmm. uh, just on and on, lots of information. And one day we had to write a short story. So I've always been a big reader. I wrote a short story and um, it was perfectly punctuated because I had been reading so long. Mm. And she, and I remember the name of the story. It was called uh, The Yellow Dress. And I had been fascinated by uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it was like a turn of the century sort of 
novel during the depression. Mm -hmm. And it was about a poor girl who this like uh, guy came through town um, selling wares like they used to do at the turn of the century, you know, medicines and stuff because there weren't stores. And so is this like Emily Bronte in the hood kind of thing? It wasn't even in the hood because the characters were white. All the characters were white in this particular story. Wow. Uh, they they were. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this was a, you know, young girl sort of in the dust bowl, kind of small little town. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wanted a silk dress. Okay, but she didn't have the money to get it. Her people were poor. Mm -hmm. So this dude comes through with this yellow dress and somehow she gets it. Mm. Okay, but I make sure in the story that no one knows how she got it. Mm -hmm. And so she's trying on the dress and her mother sees the dress and she's like, where did you get this from? And she's just like, I got it from the guy who came through. So her mother flips out because her mother thinks that she did all of these things. Um, to get the dress that were unsavory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I leave that up to the reader to figure out how she got how the dress. How old were you when you wrote the story? I was in the 10th grade. What high school? I mean, what junior high school were you at? Shout it out. I went to, it was Central Catholic. I'm interested in why you would write about an experience so far removed from your own. Um, I mean, I, my, my very first story was about a young lady. Uh, her name was Kim, who she was my protag. And her boyfriend sold drugs and she didn't know. And she she was also white. And, mm, interesting. Uh, right. She yeah, was also we can white. talk about that. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, so what what is and I, I, I didn't grow up in Shaker, I didn't grow up in Beachwood, I grew up in East Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So and I didn't I didn't grow up in a neighborhood where the people sold drugs. I I, I had gotten the, the seed of this narrative from like after school specials. <laughs> You know, so what what does that what does that say the two people from Cleveland's inner cities, um, two two uh, budding writers crafted narratives about these white worlds that that they couldn't they couldn't know. What what does that say? Well, what that says is that the psychological, uh, social. Uh, what do I want to call it? Um, reprogramming of mm. us. Mm. It's so insidious. It is so worked because mm. we we did not believe in those years mm. that we had stories worth telling, mm. that our lives were worth talking about mm. or writing about. Mm. And um, my fascination with 18th century British literature was basically, I want to read about something other than the shit that's going on in this country that makes me feel bad mm-hmm. because I am black. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why we wrote those stories. Other mm. people's lives seem to be more important. And that's exactly what white people want us to think, that is that what they are doing is so important and so great, because how can they control one if we know who we are? The whole goal is for them, for, for, for us to not know who we are. Were you dating um, white boys at the time? No, actually, I I had not dated. I've dated two. Let's see, has it been two? two. One, two. I think I've dated two um, white men. How'd that go? Three white men. How'd that go? <sighs> actually, there was one I dated that was really cool because we met like this. Yeah. Totally like this. Yeah. He was a history buff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so we did a whole bunch of historic stuff. So we went to mm. Genesee. We went to go see the Jamestown um, African-American Choir. Mm-hmm. We went to go see the Lucille Ball Museum. We went to New York. We saw two shows. I mean, it was a companionship kind of situation. We were both Aries. And he was a lot older than me. Mm. Um, and, you know, he really, he really sort of set the bar on what I like. I'd have to say it's just so. So this white man is your—he's your Denzel. I mean, no, so. he's not my Denzel. I—I I was just saying. I mean, but he no, you just said he set the bar. He set the bar in so, how. So that—so that—that means yeah. all, that means every other man <laughs> has to measure up to that. Yeah, in terms so, of. So let me get this straight. No, we are not going to interrupt me until I finish my point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. All right. So mm-hmm. one of the things is is like I you know I have all these people that I've dated mm-hmm. and there's like definitely some things. That, oh, that person sets the bar with that. Mm. That person sets the bar with that. Mm. He sets the bar with the kinds of gifts and experiences that I would like to have on a date. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I would like to have on a date or Mm. I would like to be interested in doing. Mm. So it's like I am truly a serious history buff, Mm -hmm. a a museum roamer, Mm -hmm. you know, a book roamer. I'm Mm -hmm. always, you know. And so he just he was interested in those kinds of things. And so he brought me things that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. So he didn't come to the door with some flowers and chocolate. Yeah. Okay. He came with historical biographies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here, here's this one. Audio tapes. That's what he came with. So, so, so do I, do I get to talk now? Now you can talk. Okay. So it just sounds to me like you made a good choice. It it, it doesn't sound to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound to me like he should be the paradigm of every man to follow. And if, if it sounds to me that you stopped allowing yourself to be chosen, and you chose you chose someone mm-hmm. because that is the mistake women and men oh, yeah. make. You know, <laughs> you allow yourself to be chosen by any numbskull <laughs> with a pulse yeah. and who, who will take you to TGI Friday. You know, <laughs> and, and, and then six months later, it's like Scooby Doo, what's going on? Right, you're like, I can't get that time back because I, I fucking wasted. With this motherfucker, you know, but it sounds like for however, however this was set up, it sounds like you went into it like, okay, I choose you. And because white men are able to be chosen by black women because they, 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 they totally want to get their balls by, by some, some ebony chocolate. He was ready and he knew exactly what he had to do because black, because white men know about black men that we are entertainers. And that, and and they and, and they know that we are so focused on our machismo and our sexual prowess that we're not listening to our women tell us, you know, yes, but you know that that, that, that that's great, but you know, and so what he did was he he listened to the yes, but I mean he probably even he probably didn't even come at you with all of this. He probably, no, let me tell you, this is so funny because mm. I. Uh, you know, some black men have asked me, have I ever dated a white man? And I was like, you know, I have. And you know what I've discovered? They're a whole hell of a lot easier than you guys. Mm. Not that I don't love you, but it's just, I don't, I never, he did something. This particular dude did something. Mm. And we were supposed to go to 
an underground railroad piece, and he was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look. Okay. <laughs> and he did something, okay. and I got okay. I got totally pissed off about it. Uh-huh. I didn't have to yell or anything. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. since you're doing this, I'm not coming. Okay. You know what happened? He started to cry. No, uh-uh. He did go, uh-huh. but what he did was get what I wanted. Okay, he got tickets to go see. Edgar Allan Poe re- mm-hmm. rendition of the Raven at the Garfield House. He's oh, like, shit. I am so uh, yes, that's some heat oh, right there. I'm just like, right, he's right, like right. I, you know, I left early and I went to go get the tickets, and guess what I got? Because I knew you were upset with me. What disturbs me more than anything in, in this life? When I had a white woman, whenever I was dating white women, you never caught me in a dashiki at the cultural event. <laughs> With, with my white woman. You never caught me. You would never see me at no Underground Railroad. You would never see me at, at the opening of Harriet or, or Daughters of the oh, Dust God. or Daughters of the Dust or uh, Jungle Fever. Although, I believe I did go to see Jungle Fever with the white woman I was dating at the time. And she came out. She was Italian, too. She 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 felt some type of way about that. Well, she she felt some kind of, you know, connection with the movie, because I think the but chick was Italian in the movie. What? She was Italian. Shout yeah. out to Spike Lee. Yeah. What is it? See, I, I don't understand these interracial couples that find that that find themselves at these distinctly African-American cultural events. And I'm, I'm looking at you kind of ensconced, like with the white boy at the Underground Railroad. For real, for real. And, and that, that's number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, was there like a psychosexual thing? Did, 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 did y'all have like y'all have like race play in bed? I mean, because that happened. Because let me just tell you what happened to me very recently. Not very recently. <laughs> because I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell on myself. But, but <laughs> this happened to me as a grown ass man after I really stopped dating white women seriously. White woman sucking my penis. Oh, what, what else is new, right? <laughs> what, what else is new? It's Tuesday. You know, so... Damn, so, Jimmy. Why no. do we have to go there? No! But go tell your... No, tell your this story. This is my truth. I'm listening. She's like, she's like, oh, yeah, I love that creamy nigger dick. I, I looked down. No, I, she, I, no, I, no, she did. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, in my head, I was like, whoa, because this reminded me of the time where a white woman was was riding me and slapped me in the face because we it was getting rough. I mean, it was a rough ride, and she. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't, I don't play that." This one, yeah, I love that creamy nigger dick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let me milk that, milk that nigger dick. And I, at first, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad about it, but then I'm like, "Yeah, bitch, suck that nigger dick." You know, right? <laughs> so we had we had this kind of race play going on, which had never happened to me in my adult life. And then after I busted in her face and wiped her face off and then we we went um, we got out the car and um, went our separate ways. I'm just kidding. We were at her house. I thought about I was like, what just happened in my head? Well, what? Why was that okay? Why was it okay for a white woman to call me a nigger while she's sucking my dick. What? What? Why was that okay right. with you? And then I, I, I do. I did a little research. It didn't frighten you. At first, I you was, should have been scared shitless. At first, you're I very was vulnerable like, at that point. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't scared at first. I was angry, like bitch. But then I was like, yeah, bitch. You know. And then I did some research. I found out it's a thing. 
It's a thing in interracial relationships where sometimes there's race play, where sometimes your white man is your slave keeper and you are the, the bed wench or you are the slave and she is the slave master's wife and all of that. And I was like, huh? And I, and I, I was thinking to myself, I was, like, I was like, who was I in that moment? But digressing slightly, I'm trying to figure out why every interracial couple in America has to go to these cultural events, to these cultural events. Because here's what I, here's what I do know as, as part of an interracial couple. I was, I was in my own community now. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was a man without a nation. That, I mean, it could not have been Malcolm X with, with Hedy Lamar. As down as Hetty was, Hetty was down for the, her cause, and she was brilliant and all that type of shit. That would not have worked. Of course, there's also different times, but you get what I'm saying. It's just, um, you, can't, you can't be an effective agent for change in your community necessarily, in my opinion. Well, there are, and there are plenty of exceptions to that rule with a, with a white spouse. Because, period, full stop. That's, that's how I feel. Um, and, I, and I think that's sad. I think you should be able to love who you want to love and all that bullshit. And uh, it's people, but the black communities is so homogenous where we feel like we all have to, that we all have to think and act and be alike. And if you have a white woman or a white man on your arm, it's, of course, black women love having white men on their arm. They, it's something, something it's like having a new Birkin bag. They love it. But, <laughs> but, but, but if, you're, if you're a black man with a white woman on your arm, forget it. You, you, you have been, you are, you are disowned. You are, yeah, yeah. You, you, are, you are persona non grata. So it took me actually a long time between the time that I met my dearly departed wife and my, and my girlfriend before her, who was uh, like, like white, white, like, 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 like really, really white. And, and um, it took, it took me a while um, to, to really get, um, to, to kind of get, get away from, because sisters be like, who, who'd you date last? I'm like, I dated her. Oh, oh you, oh, you, oh, you like white women? It's like, I, I, I like women. You know I mean? I, I, I haven't dated all white women. I dated like, in my life, I probably did, I dated my share. You know, I mean, maybe next, maybe next nigga share. I don't know, but but what, how is it? I mean, how, how, did did you feel some kind of way at all when you were out with him in the Underground Railroad in the and the and the Kwanzaa Fest? In actually, the, actually, no, because I met. You're not self conscious in that way. Oh heck, he, I'm not self conscious in that way. And he was chosen not because he was white. He just happened to be. He was chosen because he was a history buff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our first date we went to go see a historical movie. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It was either a historical movie or a horror movie. Beach Street, what, huh? Beach Street. Uh-uh. Wasn't Beach Street. It was. It was a while ago. So was it breaking to Electric Boogaloo? Mm-mm. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> no, I, it was one of those, like, uh, it was one of those movies that, uh, we went to go see cause he had an interest in actually going to see it. Mm. And that was our first date mm-hmm. and, um, things sort of, sort of progressed mm-hmm. in our interest. I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, I was interested in the, un- not the Underground Railroad, but the uh, Ashtabula had the uh, 
the Covered Bridge Festival. Mm -hmm. I am fascinated by freaking covered bridges. Did you know Ohio has more bridges, and I think it's Cleveland, than any other place in the United States? All the different types are represented here. And I'm into that kind of little trivia. So so, uh, we went bridging. Mm. So um, I never thought about him being uh him being white is other people brought it up because if you talk about how the sisters act i'm like i'm so past that because i know that uh if i decide on somebody who green but not nobody say nothing to me about it he green what you got to say about it how did how did the sisters treat you it wasn't the sisters. How did the brothers treat you? It was the white women. How did the white women treat you? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, he wanted a private tour of the Underground Railroad House. Mm-hmm. And I was a docent there. You know, I was mm-hmm. on the board, the steering committee. Because you were a bad chick like that. I'm a bad chick like that. Tell the truth, girl. I'm a bad chick. So Ooh. I called the president, okay? Mm-hmm. I was like, Mibs, can you, can you give a... Can you give a tour to him? Because I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, Denise, just get the key. You give him the tour. Mm. Now, the director found out about this. Mm. Okay. And we were, I know we were like in the basement and we were looking at some of the artifacts and we were like laughing, mm-hmm. you know, because some of the artifacts that were there, I'm like, the oh, they're, the- yeah, they're probably not the shackles for black people. They mm-hmm. were probably, you know, some kind of shackle for a, a, um, a beast of burden or something. We hope. Mm-hmm. And, and so we were laughing. Mm-hmm. We were like making little jokes about some of this stuff. And mm-hmm. then there was some other stuff that we were talking about. And then we hear this woman come in and I'm like, Oh, that's probably Betsy. And I remember I introduced him to her and uh, we're walking around and Betsy is just standing at the door with her head and she got this like la la look mm. in her eyes about this dude. Mm. And was they, he handsome? I didn't think so. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, I didn't think that he was one of those visually handsome kind of guys. Uh-huh. He was just he was smart mm-hmm. and he was interesting. Okay? But I think they got caught up on this because one of them asked me, how did you find him? And it was just wow. this, this wow. like, wow. it was this curiosity, like, right. Right. like, like what? And it was just like, they just loved him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just let him have him talk to him because, you know, you're mm-hmm. with me. So you better be smart. I'm mm-hmm. not going to bring you in front of these people and you, you don't know your shit yeah. and you know your shit real good because he knew his shit really good. So it sounds to me like you fetished him. Not as a white boy, but as an intellectual. Yeah, he's an intellectual. So you you, you kind of fetished him a little bit. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at it because I've I've been I've been fetished for far less. <laughs> <laughs> but but the white women were they trying to steal him from you? I think so, and I thought it was quite funny. Mm. I, I really did think that that was quite funny. But race never became an issue with us until this was this was the year that John McCain ran against Obama. Yes. And he was a Republican. Yes. Okay. And white people don't talk about their political affiliation. So I didn't know. uh, Not initially. I had no idea he was a Republican. How how long you date this young young man? How long did you date him? Oh, he wasn't young either. You know what I said. How how, how long long you dated him? 
Um, we sort of dated on and off for a year. And and politics never came up. Or we so- never talked about that. We talked about history. That, wow. that parchment paper. Where? That was the basis of mm-hmm. our interest in each other. Mm-hmm. And um so mm-hmm. we were driving up to Genesee. Uh, where they make the beer. Yeah, that was yeah. a cool. Anybody you need to go up there, the Genesee settlement. And it's a 18th century, early turn of 18th, 19th century settlement. Yeah. Okay. But we were going up there and there was something that happened. This is when John McCain chose that nitwit, um, what's her? Palin. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin to be his running mate. Yeah. And we were talking about that. And, and he was, I was just like, you know, Obama's cool. You know, I'm going to do, I'm doing Obama. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm with him. Mm-hmm. And he was just sort of like, well, Obama doesn't have any experience. And I'm like, mm, no, the brother went to, went to Harvard law school. I mean, he did this. He did this. I thought he was, he was, he was a senator. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I thought he was like a little crazy because the mm-hmm. first time I saw Obama, he was screaming about the bird flu and mm-hmm. I couldn't watch it because I was getting anxiety. True. And I'm like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. But then as I, you know, read about him, so I'm like, I'm with him. Mm-hmm. And he was with McCain. And I was just like, well, McCain may be a little bit too old. And McCain is a hothead. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he was a good Republican as Republicans go mm-hmm. that old back in the day Republican where you just, it's not, it wasn't filtered with all of the craziness that they doing now, mm-hmm. what they doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's where we had our first conversation. And the first time I sort of discovered that, Hmm, you probably don't like Obama because he's black and you are, you don't even freaking know it. So, you don't even so know. So this is a year it. after you met him, and y'all have kicked it. There's been intimacies. No, there hasn't been. We didn't. We were never intimate. You? No. You? We you, were friends. You, oh. So this isn't gonna lead to anything. We never. We were never intimate. He. He. But he. He probably wanted it to lead to something. I don't think so. I but, think. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I'm. I'm looking at you. He did. Well, if he did, he never told me yeah. because I had another friend, a mm-hmm. really close friend oh, we, sure. we taught mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. I taught with, and he told me about white women. Mm-hmm. He told you about white women? What are yeah. You saying? What are you saying? He was just like, they're crazy, Denise. And I'm like, no, Mr. Olson. He's like, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Well, um, what was his thesis for this? Like, his thesis for this is because, I, you know, it's just like I've dated white men before and yeah. they don't come on um, very fast. They oh. really don't. It's like they, they don't, they don't want to get cut. Yeah, they know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come on really fast. Yeah, I they, mean, they don't want to get cut. You don't have any idea that they might even freaking like you. Right. It's just mm-hmm. that we're meeting like this and, right. you know. And, so. And so uh, he's like, the reason why they do that is because the white women are crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. That they seemingly just like the white men Mm -hmm. or normal kind of people. And then they come out of their weird bags Mm -hmm. and they're neurotic. And I was just like, this this wasp white man that I teach with is telling me this. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, maybe that's really, really true. I don't, I don't think that was my, my experience with white women has always been 
Uh, they were very solicitous. They were um, yeah, exactly. They, they are they, that. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I, I, I like I like a woman that knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were complimentary. Um, they weren't so much interested in my politics. They were they interested in other things. But I, I think I've met my share. I think the craziest women I've I've dated have been have been black. I think I think the ones that hit me. Um, that are disrespecting my family or try to disrespect my children or did like dumb shit. Um, yeah, those 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 were black. But uh, I've, I've dated my I've dated my chef crazies. Maybe across, they don't across maybe, the rainbow. Maybe they yeah. don't do. I don't know. That was yeah. that was this one one white man who told me that. And that's so that's so weird. That one he, he busted out his his people. He like a double agent. He he's like the. The ghost is set by the door. Oh, they will bust out each other. <laughs> I, I mean, I have found them to be mm-hmm. uh, white people. Mm-hmm. Yes, they but will. You find them to be yeah, white. Yeah, you know. What truths have white women told you about white men? Um, about white men, let mm-hmm. me think. Let me think. Um, they really haven't, you know, said anything to mm-hmm. me about about uh, mm-hmm. the men. Some of them, like I got, you know, I got a couple of them that that like hang around, but um, they are just, you know, I've had one who's like slept with a black man and and she was wondering whether she should cheat on her husband and go sleep with him again. Nice. Yeah. That's common. And I was just like, well, just go Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Just go do it. Yeah. But this is where they won't do. I mean, there's there's two different types, I think. Mm -hmm. I think there's the ones that will... um, that will um, let Ray Ray come in and steal and steal the baby's food stamps, and Ray Ray call her a bitch, and she's still in love. Okay, <laughs> there's that kind because I I know. So there's that kind of white woman, and then there's the other one, and then there is the other one mm-hmm. that understands that I like this white privilege that this white mm-hmm. man has. Mm-hmm. Now I might go and foray with a brother or some other poor Mexican or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm with this man because we've got a vested interest in this business. And and for what it's worth, people are people. We're just talking in, in generality. In generality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people, and I, I mean, did yeah. I did footnote the the one white man who told me that because that was only one white man <laughs> and my observations. What, what could it have gone further? I mean if he if he had like, you know, got in a room, I mean could y'all have uh could y'all have consummated that? I mean could that could that have turned into like the love of your life? I don't think so because he lied to me. <laughs> what did he lie to you about? I, I, I don't know. You know, so he said he was 55. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, anyway, we're driving somewhere on one of our little historical jaunts, and he tells yes. me about when he was a kid up in Brooklyn because he was Italian that he saw. He saw the building Statue of Liberty. <laughs> no, he said that he, he saw Ray Charles when he used to perform um, in the clubs. And he saw Ike and Tina Turner when they performed in, uh, before they got big, mm-hmm. when they performed in some place in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. What the fuck? Bro? And I was sitting there. I was like half you, you were doing the math in your head. I was, half, mm-hmm. I was like. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Because my mother had told me because mm-hmm. he was really nice to my mom. You know, when my mom yeah. was out, you know, he mm-hmm. brought her things. And my mother, you know, black, black mothers. Yeah. They, they, they want you to get yourself a white man. Yeah. No, she, 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 wasn't, she wasn't on that. She wasn't on that. Uh-huh. I mean, my mom's not on anybody. Okay. OK, nobody is good enough for me. Oh, yeah. She wanted them. Nobody is good enough. for me. Okay. So 
I'm, I'm, she, gonna, I'm gonna have to meet your mother. <laughs> So she was like, mm-hmm. he brought her some DVDs about mm-hmm. the Civil War because my mother was a paraprofessional. So mm-hmm. she was in education. Yep. He brought her flowers, you know, all that. And mom mm-hmm. was just like, hmm. She okay. You talk, if you saw The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Meryl Streep character. Mm-hmm. That's my mom. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, you you got to do some work. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, she says, "How old is he?" Mm-hmm. I think he older than me. I'm like, no, ma, you know, mm-hmm. white people age differently. Than they, they don't do. they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And so she was like, Mm-mm, he older than me. So I had this in the back of my mind mm-hmm. when we driving up to one of our little excursions, mm-hmm. and he mentions Ray Charles and Tina Turner, and I'm like, ma. How old were you mm-hmm. when Ray Charles was not big? Mm-hmm. And she was like, <laughs> you know, you got mama in the back of your yeah, head yeah, 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 yeah. just yeah. wake you out of the twilight with some stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think, I think for him mm-hmm. is that this might be his bucket list mm-hmm. to date a black woman. And I, I started this conversation telling you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, white white men really they they want they want to know they want to know they want I mean, but also black men conversely want to know. Although I've had this is interesting, a lot of my sixty seventy percent of my black male friends have never had sex with a, a white woman and have no desire to. You know, my my men folk in my family, uh, my father, my grandfather, um, let them tell it, have never had sex with a white woman. Um, and I, I remember the day I brought my, one of my white girlfriends to the house. I mean, everybody's face was. It didn't go well. It went, it went fine. <laughs> it went it fine. Went, it went fine. But I come to find out, my, my grandfather said, I've had this house 30 years. and You brought the only white person that's ever been in this house to my home. And he wasn't saying it like on a negative. He was saying it as a matter of fact, like the last, the last white people that's been in this house owned it, you know, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then here comes more, you know? So yeah, that, that's, it, it's buggy. Um, where, where did you go to uh, college, by the way? You know, I went to CWRU Case Western. You went to Case, yeah. Yeah, yeah Case Western Reserve University. Mm-hmm. What was your major? I was an English poli-sci and history minor. That's a nice little burrito. Oh, yeah. Is that, is, that, is that undergrad? What is that? That was undergrad. And you got your graduate degree from there, too? There. And I, I did English. Mm-hmm. And you decided you were going to teach with that? Or that just, that just was the thing that's going to make money? That just something happened, you know? That just thing that's going to make money. Yeah. yeah, that was like, I need to, I need to get a gig because, you know, there's this books. There's mm-hmm. books that need to come out now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I haven't written. Mm-hmm. There is... Uh, mm-hmm. The business thing. I mm. mean, it's like a skill. Okay, mm-hmm. I can teach. Mm-hmm. You know, I can design programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, to make money. Um, between teaching and other stuff, you you actually got married. No, Jerome and I. We were we never, never married. We never got okay. Married, so, so you've had you've had the kid. Yeah, I mean, we, how, how old was your daughter? She's 19. How, so um, what do I need to know about rape? My daughter's, interestingly enough, our, our kids are, my daughter's the same age as your daughter. Um, I don't know what that says about us, but um, what do I need to know about raising a young black woman? Is she, is your, your daughter's not biracial, because I think I've seen Jerome. He's blackity black. He's not black. 
He's I not. mean, he is he is very blackety black, but he's yeah. just high yellow. He's black, but not black. Yeah, what I mean, he is black. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I've it's seen a picture like, of him. Yeah. You've seen a picture, so you know he's light skinned, mm-hmm. and that is because is that his why you mother. Had the baby his baby mother, because he's light skinned. Actually, he was not my pick. He who's your pick? Was it me? Nah, you went. You ain't dark enough either. My what? pick. In terms of aesthetically pleasing, who was your pick? Um, aesthetically pleasing, it, you know the Wesley Snipe thing. Also, you, you want somebody like 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 Midnight? Yes, my first mm. boyfriend was Midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I dated African men who mm-hmm. were Midnight, and they were beautiful. So, he, so this one just got one past the goalie. Yeah, because yeah. he was persistent. Yeah, he yeah. was like with that thing about you. Me choosing as opposed to being chosen. He was, he was very, he very, was very persistent. And he was very fortunate. Yeah, he, he was, was very fortunate. Yeah, he's, he's, he understands that now. Very fortunate. He but should, I'm not going back. He should have <laughs> wiped you. For some reason, I thought you guys were married, but you cohabitated with him for a while. Yeah, we were like. Because uh, you were driving a truck for me. Yeah, we were. And um, my theory was, and I know a lot of women do this, it's yeah. just like if both parties mm-hmm. don't want to get married, there's no need, it's not a good idea to do this manipulation. So I'm like, we could just, we could just do this. I'm, we could just do this. But let me ask you a question, which gets to the whole thing about choosing and being chosen. Why would uh, a history major from Case choose a truck driver? Sound like my mama. No shots. No <laughs> shots. I just need to know. I need to know because what I've learned the hard way is that, listen, um, you have to be you have to be involved with books to even get any kind of con- to get any conversation from me to get to get anything past. Hello. I'll have the stage. You, you need to you, you need to you need to show you, I need to hear something. In your tone, I'm so glad you. I mean, you and I have had dealings, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I, I, I had to come. I had to come correct. So I'm trying to figure out, right, right. So I'm trying to figure out what did the truck? How does how, you were the truck driver? What? What? How, okay. I mean, no can can I? I'm not even giving shots. It's okay. like um, one. I'm a proletariat kind of girl. Okay. okay. Meaning one. You I, communist, really? No, I'm not a communist. Okay, okay. okay. I'm, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, Andrew, I'm not, I'm, Davis. I'm a, Go ahead. I, you know, I get. You know, I'm a communist who mm-hmm. believes in a higher power. Okay. Okay. So don't sit so far back from the mic. My producer's gonna kick my ass. Oh, I'm sorry. Who please. is white? Shout out to Cody. Cody. <laughs> Cody's my dude. I love Cody. I love Cody. Hey, Cody. Co- Cody's listening. This like I can't fucking believe this shit. <laughs> Shout out to Crepe Media where I, where I live. Go ahead. Um. So. He came. He came pretty correct. Did he? Yeah, he did. And he's not. He's not what you would think a truck driver should be. He's a bookish truck truck driver. Uh, he don't read anything, but he is. He has like incredible spatial and mathematical mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, he's smart. Okay, he's smart, and um, he's mm-hmm. also smart across the board mm-hmm. because I grew up. None of my um, none of my family had formal education mm-hmm. other than high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of my intellectual proclivities were given to me by my mom, right. by my uncles and stuff. So I never thought that you mm-hmm. had to have a degree to deal with me, just a brain. But how, how's that co-parenting going, though? Because to be a, to co-parent with somebody, you'll have to be on, on a similar accord. And, and, and that, that's where uh, that, that piece can come 
into into play. Well, it, that, it, that's yeah, it does. It that's does. Challenging. It finally has come into play because um, um, he has decided to be grossly materialistic, and I'm not. What does that even mean? Well, that means that means there are things like I like stuff. Yes, you do. And I will work Coast for first. Yes, I will mm-hmm. work for stuff. Right. But you can never lord stuff over me and get me to do things for some stuff. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll take that stuff and throw it back in your face. You're not that chick. I'm mm-hmm. not that chick. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of the things about our relationship. I I was always building in that talented 10th kind of way. Like we want college funds for the Mm -hmm. baby. We want businesses to hand on to Mm -hmm. the baby, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So he was buying her like a Benz or that kind of dumb. Yeah. He like, let's, let's buy, let's buy a Benz and give it to her when she's 16. Hell no. So that's where Mm -hmm. our parenting sort of separated Mm -hmm. at. And uh, he, he's been bought by Mm -hmm. a woman who made $95,000, but and and that's that's yeah. good, but he's not not too shabby. Not too not, not too shabby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his spirit is unhappy, and I know that. Yeah, I, I can dig it. I mean, you don't you don't want to be. I've never been bought. I've had women try to buy me, mm-hmm. and it's like you got to put in a lot of dick work. You know, if if you can be bought for a woman, but that kind of. And it's like I, I don't always want to. I don't. I don't want to fuck up on that kind of. I mean, like literally. I'm. You can't listen. <laughs> that's listen. That's, that's that's too much dick work. And it's like nah. And I, I don't want anybody to own my shit like that. You know, because I'm, I'm sorry. No, nah. I yeah. mean, but that was when I was young. That was not when I was young. It didn't have any sense. But you back know. to the 19 year old daughter. Back and and I mean, mm-hmm. and who, I who think. Who is God's gift, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. she is special. Yes. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I was very happy that I did mm-hmm. was to let her go when she went with me to California. So she graduated from California High School. Mm-hmm. Mm. And her, and I, I sort of finagled so she could get involved with Finagle. debate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, because I was a debate coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I talked to the person and I'm like, mm-hmm. go on over to Emeryville because, you know, you can never tell them what to do. You mm-hmm. got to work behind the lanes. I've learned. I've learned that. Mm-hmm. Secret. Work behind mm-hmm. the lanes. I've learned that. Secret. And. Just shut, I'm a cuss. Just shut the fuck up. Of course you and, it, and like of I'm at this moment, moment where yeah. I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the 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 values that you give them, yeah. they eventually come around to it. But it's just them getting there. Mm-hmm. You like have like a freaking heart attack mm-hmm. while they're getting there. Mm-hmm. But um, she is definitely um, an awesome. She's gonna be a power. Like when she uh, gets 30, Mm. you can forget about a Denise Oliver. Mm -hmm. She is going to be incredibly powerful. You know, incredibly powerful. So the protege thing. Mm -hmm. So we've known each other through all of my marriages. And I think about it. Um, How many times have you been married? I've been married three times. Wow, I didn't even know that. I was divorced twice Mm -hmm. and uh, widowed once. And uh, I just I, I think young people just don't know what they want. I, I think it takes a long time to figure out what you want, because you first of all, you're told what you want. I mean, you're being assaulted by all these images on television and in magazines. And you're also assaulted with the idea from people that your power, your prowess early on as a black male. I, I knew my prowess was in my pants. Now, no, one, no one ever suggested to me that uh, me being smarter than anybody, smarter than average 
was a superpower. They it, it was more like a liability. It, it was more like it's colonialization and, and brainwashing. And, and, and it was just this idea that you know you're gonna get by with your penis. You know, and and that's how you come at women. You know, and you're kind of taught to come at women and they're kind of socialized to accept you coming at them penis first. So when you get to a point in your life where you, you don't want to rock like that anymore and you're like, huh. And then and then you just have an you, you I mean you just have an epiphany. Now as it involves you and I, I've 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 stated here where you and I have had dealings. We we didn't have a uh, anything that could be called we didn't have like a relationship relationship. We had like dealings. We had like um an interlude. Is interlude okay? I guess you could say an interlude. Um and it, it was it was romantic of it was rom- but I, I don't think either either one of us thought it had legs. Uh pretty variety of reasons. But um yeah, I mean, but it took some doing. I mean, I, I, I didn't. That's why I was like, how, I was like, what did the truck driver do? You know, what I mean, because because, <laughs> because it, it it totally took some doing, and I took, I think it took some doing at first because um, as you enjoy that chocolate, people are like, what the fuck is she smacking on? Oh, um, this is some really good chocolate. Thank you. Um, and it's dark. Girlfriend. That's All a, those antioxidants, very good. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the keto. So okay. Uh, but I, I think your, I remember your first, um, your first trep, bit of trepidation was because I was, I was a former student and uh, you were like, oh, blah, blah. I was like, what, what that got to do with anything? You know, <laughs> but, but then we started to kick and hang out. And then as these things happened, uh, it, it just, uh, it, it, it was hot and then it, it, it cooled out and then you did your thing and I did mine. Um, but this is, I'm bringing this all up because this is the closest I've ever had to having an intimate on the show. Like somebody that uh, we had a romance of a sort. If I didn't know me and I knew that you knew me and I asked and you told me, well, yeah, I used to. And I said, well, how did that go? T- tell, me, tell me about your relationship with me. Oh, okay. Well, I have a rule as a teacher. Yes. And a rule as a career woman. Yes. You don't shit where you eat. Yes. And so um, that was like, uh, that was that was my reservation. And at the time, I wasn't a tri either. Actually. I know, but yeah, that I was, was my case, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my reservation. Mm-hmm. That was my reservation when I met you. It's mm-hmm. like, well, am I rationalizing the rule I have to get out of that rule that has kept me out of to- tons of trouble. So to be clear, be clear, this, this is when you met me, but we, we came back into fashion and because, about, about 10 years after you know I what? was a student. Yeah, about 10 years. Yeah. So yeah, about 10 years after I was a student. Yeah, and you were working at the Call and Post, and I was working at the Call and Post. I was doing work for the Call and Post, yeah, to be you clear. Yeah, you were clear. contracting I, I out. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And right. I, this is also during the Eric Brewer era, which, uh, <laughs> right, right, which is, which is its own podcast, which I know you've heard. By, you, and you, did you listen to that? I Eric sat in that chair. That shit was hilarious. But anyway, so we met and and the whole shit where you eat thing, you were like, mm, go ahead. And the year is probably like, we shouldn't say the year because there's some, there's some overlap, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And so that was my, that was my, mm-hmm. uh, that was my trepidation about yeah. it. And um, I think there was a false start then. And then, but nothing. And then, 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 then the 2000s. And then the the 2000s. Yeah. It was just like I saw you. See, right. And then, right. And then we started up. And then we started up because it was just like I was very. I was. I was really happy for you mm-hmm. because it, why? Why? Because it's just like 
Here was, is was, a, this, was this was this after the book or right before the book? Um, this might have been somewhere because mm-hmm. with the book or whatever. But I was like, mm-hmm. this is so fucking cool because mm-hmm. I I felt I felt somewhat like a forerunner of being a Negro working at the Parma campus with mm-hmm. locks yeah. and being um, progressive. I've always felt like that. Mm-hmm. I was just like. Um, one of the coasts was going to get me mm-hmm. because it is just very, what shall we say, um, bucolic mm-hmm. in greater Cleveland. Everything is, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Pretty radical, pretty progressive. Mm-hmm. They've hired a Negro man with locks. Mm. And and that was that was nice. I, I, I felt like a, mm. a fraternal thing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 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 how it developed. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was nice, you know, meeting somebody that, you know, we could do like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. OK, mm-hmm. and we could do like this and we've known each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the joke about, well, you were one of my students. It's like, <laughs> you know, people people think that mm-hmm. is like odd, but how it's, not, I, it's not uncommon at all. I, it's, I not, just, it's not uncommon even a little bit. But what I yeah. mean by that is yeah. when I say someone was my student, I'm mm-hmm. never one. I'm not one of those. I'm very Freerian in my teaching, mm-hmm. meaning that I learn as much from my students mm-hmm. as they learn from me. Sure. And so I never think that there's an inequality there. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't shit where I eat at. Yeah, yeah. That's it. What was it like being in a relationship of this sort with me? Was I romantic? <laughs> what? <laughs> I wasn't romantic at all. Not even a little bit. She's nodding or she's 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 shaking her head. No. No, you were like a buddy. You really were like a buddy. So I I wasn't yeah. rom- I wasn't romantic at all? No, no. Was I trying to be romantic? I don't I, or, 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 I thought or, or, we had passed okay, all of that so, need. So, so we, that we, need we, we had, to be we, that way. So we, we had like an agreement of a sort. So it was a tacit agreement, but Yeah, yeah. I wasn't planting those seeds. No. Because you still would you would I think there was some overlap. There was there, some there, overlap. There, there might have been some yes, overlap on there was some overlap. Yeah, there might have been some overlap on both sides. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay. Yeah, so I didn't But but was I a nice guy? Yeah, you were nice. How you was, were you were nice. We had good conversations. Mm-hmm. And what we went I, out a few times. Th- yeah, there's one that just like, oh, this is like irritated me. You know how <laughs> how white people can be. Okay. Two nigga people come in with yeah. locks. Yes. Um what, what, we're what, intelligent. Yeah. Um, we're talking, we're enjoying ourselves. Where were we? I don't know. It was like some restaurant mm-hmm. on Clifton over there. I think it was that little diner on 117. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was around there somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're like we're sitting and talking and stuff, and we had this waitress, and um, you know, as I find it all the time with mm-hmm. white people in the Midwest, they're very freaking intrusive. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. They just get on my nerves sometimes mm-hmm. because they exoticize us so much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and then they feel as if they can come up and talk to you and ask you questions, and it's just like, um, I think I was in Oakland for a while, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm, I'm getting used to mm-hmm. this element of whiteness here mm-hmm. in Ohio. It's special. Well, that's one of the reasons I cut my hair. Like, I just got sick of people asking me about it. I just got it was like. My 2011 questions every day. It's like, oh, fuck you. No. But anyway, tell me, tell me more about us in the restaurant. Yeah. And so we're just having a good time chit-chatting in the restaurant. Were, were, were we canoodling like we always did? 
Yeah, I mean, we were really having a conversation mm-hmm. like we're having now. Yeah. And you. We're not canoodling. What are you talking about? What is canoodling? Canoodling, we're like, we're like all each other's face and cooing and like. Oh, yeah. no, we didn't do that. We didn't. We, no, we, we canoodled like once or twice, three times. You're shaking your head. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> so the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. I, I don't recall it's, it's that. Good, it's good to know. I made I made the impression that I did in your life. <laughs> but t- tell me about the restaurant. Tell me about the restaurant. Yeah. So we were just having one of those intellectual conversations. One yes. of those conversations that we're like having now. Yes. And um, the curiosity was annoying. Mm. And um, I'm I noticed that I'm am a very private person. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Um, I'm very private. You mm-hmm. you talk a lot louder than I do in mm-hmm. public, though. I'm, yeah, I'm a I'm a whisperer. It could be because I have a little um, the rate the radio voice or yeah, something. Yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like wow, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. I just don't, and it was for no reason. I never really like attention being brought to me. Yes. So I just sort of like to mm-hmm. sort of move around like a maroon. Yeah. And you were talking and. Uh, you know, the waitress came over and it wasn't what she said. It was just that 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 thing like, oh, we like your locks and blah, 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 and blah, 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 fucking law. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can't have them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK, they're not for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have the authority to say that. Just yeah. just go. Just go. So um, I thought we had like. Mm-hmm. um a lot of a lot of fun yeah, during that interlude, we did. We did, yeah. and I think it was because, and what I've discovered mm-hmm. is that because we were age mates, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I found that we uh, had some things in common. Yeah, and you, and you bought me um, to read, which I hated, and it's not it wasn't on you. You bought me um, the, the Toni Morrison book we were supposed to talk about. We never got around to talking about it. Which one was it? Um, uh, it was uh, whatever the one that starts a mercy. It was a mercy. Oh man, I did a whole thing at on a mercy. Yeah, I fucking hated them. But for you, I, I was I was a decent guy. Yeah, you're decent. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, was that was that a little bit more than decent or just decent? No, I mean, I guess because of the space that I was like, mm-hmm. that I was like. You want some whiskey, by the way? Oh, did you know that I have a Scotch whiskey f- fascination? I didn't. I mean, I, well, I mean, I, I got, got, I got. Uh, what I, you got over there? I got Black Label, uh, Uncle Nearest. Uh, well, I, no, you have to drink the Black Labels. Every everything else is uh, kind of. What's know. that in that cute jar? And what cute jar? This one. I've seen it. That's that- Maker's Mark, but you can't have any of that. Oh, the good Maker's Mark. Yeah, you can have some Black Label though. I, what I, is black? Is it Scotch? It is Scotch whiskey. Oh yeah, let me yeah, try yeah. that. I haven't tried that one yet. Yeah, I'll get you. I do Glenlivet. Um, I've got some McClellans in my trunk. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. So you're a full, so you're a full scale alcoholic. <laughs> you got whiskey in the trunk. That's crazy. Yeah. Who has whiskey in their trunk? <laughs> yeah, and, wow. and it's like I'm not yeah. an alcoholic, yeah, but yeah. I do like my scotch whiskey. And my mother's a teetotaler, mm-hmm. so I honor not keeping it in her house. Teetotaler, teetotaler. What's wrong teetotler. with you? Teetotler. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Teetotler, first, first it was vinegar, and now it's teetotler. Vinegar, teetotler. Yeah, I can make, I have the power to make up my own words. Nobody says anything to Cornell West. Right. The Santa Clausification of Malcolm X. I'm like, I love it. 
Go, Cornell. Do, so. do, do you know what's happening with Tavis right now? Where uh, he's be, he's like fighting for his life. Tavis Smiley. Yeah, it was something about some woman who went out with him. Said some, no, that but he, yeah, well, I mean, he basically he got me too. You know, because he was allegedly yeah. fucking a lot of people on his staff, and uh, one of them went rogue, which is want to happen. That that's, that's why you don't you don't, <laughs> you don't <laughs> shit where you eat. Get get your. <laughs> Pay, get your pussy and your paycheck in two different places. Exactly. Although, ironically, I, I met I met my wife where I worked, but I digress. And and now Tavis is just caught up in it, man. And and my heart goes out to him. But it's interesting about Tavis. People thought he was gay for a long time. I mean, people was like, oh, Tavis, like, they I gay. thought he was gay too, right? <laughs> I thought he was gay. I thought he was gay. <laughs> just like, like I think William nah. Wendy Williams is a man. He's, nah. he's a transsexual. Right. Okay. I think, Wendy, I think Wendy Williams from another planet. But, <laughs> but it's so interesting. It's that not only is he not gay, but homeboy is, is prolific. I mean, because I was reading the uh, the lawsuit the other day. It's five hundred pages. Great read. <laughs> and homeboy is prolific. Homeboy is allegedly inviting. Producers to have threesomes and and sending them, you know, porn. And he's like, if if allegedly, if you want to get if you want to get promoted, you gonna have to eat my, you have to toss my salad. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I'm like, this motherfucker. We got Biddy Hill running the fucking public radio show. I'm like, what the fuck? But my heart goes out to him because it always seems like black men and their penises. Are punished way more than white men and their penises are punished. Yo, you know, for, for, I just like I want to say something about that because okay. it's it's sort of like I have been in positions where that could have happened. Mm-hmm. All right, so I know the the new thing with uh, didn't you tell me there was something allegedly between uh, like like um uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did Eric Brewer say something to you crazy? No, he actually didn't. Okay, it was okay. like I, I want to get the Eric Brewer stri- story straight because this is one of the things I remember. We had a conversation. Okay, and uh, because you used to work with with me and him at Cleveland Life. Uh, it wasn't Cleveland Life. It was like I was working at the Colin Post, and this <laughs> is when uh, Fraser. Ma- Fraser, not Fraser. Ma- shout out to. Ma- yeah, and the we blackest were, name I've ever heard. We were talking, mm-hmm. and she and you asked me, uh, had I ever given him something because yeah, yeah. he was he was very happy with my talent. Yes, yes. And I took offense. I was like, "What the fuck? I wouldn't do that." Right, right. And so, and I really have never used my sexuality to move forward. And so, mm-hmm. um, I I just think about these women who. You know, they are able, I mean, they you they allowed themselves to be used that way. Mm. Because I'm just like to Whoa, stay. wait a second. But there, there are some women No, that, I'm just saying it's just like but I mean what I'm like, okay, if that's what you do, right. that's what you do that, is that's cool. What, that's but what don't some be coming do. back ten freaking years later. I felt forced. No bitch, mm-hmm. quit the job and go somewhere else. So you you you're not down with me too. Um, no, I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, there is the, there has been incidences where I had to make that choice Mm -hmm. and, um, it not with, 
child at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. We always talked about writing stuff. Mm -hmm. He never approached me in that manner. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but you asked me because he was like mm-hmm. liking my skills, but they were my writing skills because I know I have been educated well enough that if you want me to do some stuff for you, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I don't have to fuck you to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And if you bring that up to me, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. this is when Denise is going to keep it real and you're going you're gonna to find that black girl that grew up on 117th. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um so, yeah, I'm I'm not because there was like this one incident, you know, the I think he was an Asian director. Mm-hmm. This is one that I like to talk about. Sure. Um, and he he was with all of his friends, mm-hmm. white ladies. Mm-hmm. And at the party, he was like, yeah, I want to take off my penis and jerk off. Is that OK? And wait, the, what? Is this, what, what? This is hey, a real story. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is a real story. Okay. I'm, I think I'm sorry, it, go ahead. It's a real story. And this was like 25 freaking years ago. I think he was a comedian or a director. And so he did. And so here we go. The little Me Too crazy ladies are like, the little Me Too crazy ladies you are. Talking, you're talking about Louis C.K.? <sighs> totally mm-hmm. fucked up his career. Yeah. Because. 20 years later or mm-hmm. 10 or 15 later, one woman was like, well, we, I just felt like I couldn't say no. <laughs> and I was thinking if these were some black women mm-hmm. and a black dude decided, hey, y'all, let me whip my dick out and, you know. Jerky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If they didn't want that to happen. Yeah. It wouldn't have happened. Okay. Yeah. It's like they are doing things because mm-hmm. I've talked about this with another woman. Yeah. If, you know, and and the Charlie Rose piece got mm-hmm. me too mm-hmm. because okay, dude mm-hmm. invites you over for dinner. Yeah. All right. To uh, when people when I in, am invited to dinner by mm-hmm. coworkers, yeah. some other coworkers are coming. Mm-hmm. But if a dude invites you to dinner. That means that he's might be interested. Perhaps. Perhaps that mm-hmm. might be an interesting thing. And mm-hmm. so you should be prepared. So here comes Charlie Rose, mm-hmm. prepared mm-hmm. to. Prepared, like either say no or prepared to get down. Prepared to say no or, get or down. prepared to get down. It's one or the other. It's you need to make that decision <laughs> what you want no to do. There's no man in America that can get away with saying this, but go ahead. Yeah, you need to be prepared mm-hmm. for what you can do. I mean, mm-hmm. if a dude invites me to. Uh, his hotel room. Well, I know exactly what he wants to do. So it's like, no, I ain't going to no hotel room with you. Okay. Okay. Yes, I'm going to the hotel with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't get up there talking about he did this to me. You shouldn't have gone. Okay. So anyway, the Charlie Rose, because I love me some Charlie Rose. He was a good caster. I used to watch him. So this chick, gets upset because he comes out and wants to go skinny dipping in his pool. To me, that didn't necessarily mean that this was going to be a sexual encounter. Plenty of people do skinny dipping. It's his pool. It's his private pool. Um, So she said she felt some kind of way. And then Charlie's Rose show got over. Let me just. I, you hear what I, you heard? What I said when I when I when I call you. I know you, Jimmy. I, you I think there needs to be friendship levels between men and women. Yeah. Like we've been knowing each other for a, a long, long time. time, so we could skinny dip 
not skinny dip, but we could get in your jacuzzi. Of course, I'd wear a swimsuit. And, oh, you and wouldn't, not my jacuzzi. You, oh, not in your jacuzzi. Not my, no, no, sir. No, no ma'am. Okay, well, then I couldn't no, skinny, I couldn't jacuzzi with you. you no, know, you but, couldn't, no. But because I know mm-hmm. that that would be in your mind, because I know you, yes, I'm sir. like, oh, man. Mm-mm. I mean, people need to know, because people can't see you. You're, you're, you're attractive. Really? You think so? I, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's nice that you say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and you're a woman. Uh, you're zaftig. Zaftig. You, you're you're literally um, zaftig translates to something closer to in uh, English, uh, like like I don't want to say pleasingly plump, but that just sounds it's Rubenesque. Yeah, Rubenesque. Rubenesque. Yeah. What What do you think about Lizzo? Every time you see Lizzo, like her clothes are falling off her body, and it's like you got a picture of her because I don't know who she is. Oh, okay. What 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 do you, what do you think about uh, Lizzo lately? Has this been she's she's moderately overweight, but probably by her, by her own estimation, we all are moderately overweight. Mm-hmm. She is visibly moderately overweight, <laughs> 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 and uh, she spends a lot of time trying to get her clothes off and tweaking, a uh, tweaking, twerking. And it's like, how old is this Lizzo girl? She's between thirty-one and thirty-five, and it's like, yeah, that's the thing. And I, 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 I get she wants to celebrate herself and her body, but I don't know if this is a celebration or a desecration because so, um, are, so is, is, is this, this this body positive movement? Uh, I, it, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little sketchy on it. <laughs> You're a little sketchy. On I mean, help me, help me out, help me. Um. You know, I know it's it's a it's a generation thing because I had plenty of my little students out in Oakland. Girls love to twerk, had it had the little cell phone and they just like making videos, posting it up. Well, when you were young, you used to wear a little a little tighter jeans. Yeah. Didn't you? I, they, they just they were just tight, but I just never thought about it because um, all that ass you never thought about it. Really? No, actually, what used to disturb me is mm-hmm. too many people thought about it and I wasn't focused on it. Um, because, I mean, it's your ass. So, I mean, obviously, I, know, I yeah. wasn't focused on but it. I mean, and when all you, this attention was brought to it, I was like, oh, let's you, cover it up. Why, it was why, always covered up. Really? Yes, I always covered so you, it up. You, you didn't want to celebrate having all that ass. No, I, I really, really didn't mm-hmm. because there was so much more to me than my butt. Yeah, there is. There is so much more. There is and so much more. And if that is causing mean. all of this trouble where you can't hear what I need to tell you, mm-hmm. then we need to cover it up. We need to cover it up. I, that, don't, I don't really need all of that, that, that unwanted attention. But these young ladies, you, you, you affirm their... You, of course, we, and I do as well. You affirm the the right to yeah, do this. Yeah, they have their right to do but it. I, I, I just wonder, as as a movement, it, it makes it hard for me as a father. It does. I know. I mean, I I think I think it I think it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look at this as like the French feminists. The French feminists have always worn heels, lipstick, mm-hmm. and flaunted their bodies. Mm-hmm. American feminist. I sort of look like them. You know, I wear comfortable shoes at all costs, cover up the body, Mm -hmm. you know, at all costs, because I just don't feel like dealing with unwanted attention. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a choice that I made. Mm -hmm. And so other people should be able to have the choice to to do that Mm -hmm. if they want. I'm not like a Nazi on that particular point. However, Um, I'm just like, uh, we know that people get more attention when they do that. 
We got Beyonce, Mm -hmm. who is a wonderful entertainer, but Mm -hmm. she is not an artist. She just can shake her ass. Um, Compared to people who like, um, what's her name? I mean, I really like her. But she never made it as big as Beyonce. Talking about Lauren Hill? No, not Lauren Hill. Um, this is like, uh, she's light-skinned. She went to New York. Rihanna? No, no, not Rihanna. But uh, that's why we can't say her name. I can't say her name. You know, this this aging shit just leaves you for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. But it'll come back to me. Sure. Um, but there have been some some really good artists, mm-hmm. but they get surpassed because we have people who let's shake our butt. There's a lot to be said for a nice ass, though. Well, that's because we live in a, a very sexist society. Am I sexist? Yeah, you are. Am I misogynist? Um, yeah, you can be because well, it's what, part I'm, of the uh, it's part of the the programming. It's like when you ask people, "Oh, am I racist?" Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, we've been in this country for three hundred years, four hundred years on a race, a society built upon mm-hmm. racism. Mm-hmm. There is no way that you can mm-hmm. get around not having soaked some of that up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it's something like you're saying, "I'm just a misogynist because I have a penis." No, I'm not saying you're misogynist because you have a penis. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that you are misogynist because you have been programmed. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that book. A friend of mine, she was like, when I was in this space where I thought that I was not programmed by white racism and supremacy in this country. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm past that. Mm-hmm. And so she made me read The Miseducation of the Negro by, um, oh, I forgot his name, too. Carter Woodson. Carter Woodson. So I read that and I was like, wow, as much as you pick away at the 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 uh, psychological brainwashing, you find more and more. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're an evil person, but mm-hmm. you do know that there are some things mm-hmm. that that you will discover about mm-hmm. yourself that you are from the psychological profile. So, so that must mean you're a misogynist, too. Probably. Mm. Probably. There are Mm. things that I think are particularly sexist that I do. Mm. Um, Yeah. What are you doing where you you haven't seen a picture of Lizzo? You don't have a TV? You know, I haven't done TV since I came back from Africa. That's right. You went to Africa. We'll talk about that next time you come Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I, had forgotten that. You're one of those. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so, so how come you haven't changed your name to like Denise Lumumba or some shit like that? It's in honor of my my father. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, but 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 normally, I mean, you would you 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 be down to change your name to like Denise Lumumba or some shit like that? No, I don't need to change my my mm-hmm. name. That's Liz, that's Lizzo right there. Oh, she's pretty. Is she pretty? She's gorgeous. And uh, every time you turn around, you know, she's she got the. She has the pants with the 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 the, the ass out. She she has kind of a big flat ass. It's not it's not at least it's, it's, it's not the kind. Of, although she was in front of me, I fucked the shit out of her. But it's, it's not the kind of ass I would chase down the street. You know, for, for the record, there's no ass I would chase down the street because I don't chase women anymore. <laughs> not 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 good since, for you. Not not since I've been like 15 or 16. But um, I mean, <laughs> but she is beautiful. I mean, look, look at her. Look at her. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She is. She's absolutely gorgeous. I just, I just wish, like I said, I, 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 I wish there were more people trying to 
There's no good girls movement, quote unquote, good girls movement. You know, I'm I'm all down with women celebrating their sexuality. But I guess as a father, I wish there was somebody saying you don't have to suck everybody's dick. You can if you want. But I, I wish there was a good girl that was like, OK, I don't suck dick. I keep all my clothes on and I sing well. <laughs> oh, see, that's just the daddy coming out in you. I, especially, I, I, I especially, I especially. I preface my, my comment with that. Especially daddies who are mm. who have been very sort of, you know, solicitous, as you would right, say, in, they, their, right. yeah, in they, their youth. They, and then they end up with a daughter. OK, yeah. um, because very pretty. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, because between and she has a porn star name, which I didn't give her. Awesome. What's your daughter's name? Kayla. Kayla Josephina. Oh, that's beautiful. Kayla Josephina. Uh, Kate, so we got Kayla. That don't even sound like a porn name for me. You don't watch a lot of porn. No, I don't. So right. that's, what, why, what, what that's why it sounds like a porn name to you, because I, I've taught Kayla's. I've had Kayla's, and mm. I, that never came across to me as a I, I wish, porn I wish she got named like Blanche. Or like, or, oh. or or Agnes, or something like that. Some some ain't nobody trying to ain't nobody trying to fuck with. Oh, ain't nobody trying to fuck with nobody named you're Agnes. Just as, you're just as bad as my um my uh, daughter's father because mm-hmm. I didn't really do anything. I really mm-hmm. didn't do these things because they never were really interesting mm-hmm. to me. But he had such an interesting life, mm-hmm. you know, with his women. Mm-hmm. And um, so now he's got this 19 year old daughter and I'm very progressive about what she does. Ugh. And 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 he called me <laughs> sounding like a damn Nazi. And I'm like, she's 19. I've ex- I've taught her about how to have safe sex. I, I, have, to. I, I have done all of those things, mm-hmm. you know, everything. And I'm just like, OK, and she will do it so she can go out. And experience her wild oats, okay? And and it ain't none of our business. So, <laughs> as long as she's safe, we got a safety thing. Mm-hmm. I love Apple, so we track each other. Mm-hmm. So she That's knows where. Shit. Yeah, she knows where I'm at. She's mm-hmm. texted me several times because I need mm-hmm. to take her somewhere. But um, don't is, tell people where I live. Thank I'm you. not going to mm-hmm. say this, but uh, it's just sort of that mm-hmm. little cul-de-sac little yeah, situation, yeah, 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 yeah. and. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. It looks like there could be white people up in here who there's, might not there's, like there's, black people. There's a lot people. of white people that don't like black people. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to Cleveland. <laughs> to be honest. Yes. Denise Oliver, I appreciate you coming by. I appreciate you. And you got to come back. And uh, we'll get you uh, some some um, some Johnny Black before you go. Oh, yeah. I can handle and, a shot. Um, thank you so much for coming um, to Conversation for Adults. Thank you. That was fun. The number you have dialed has been changed.